My name is Mimi Bouchard, and I'm a personal development junkie that is here to help you transform your life so that you can truly tap into your ultimate potential. I'm a meditation teacher and a podcaster, and in this podcast, I am raw, I am real, and I share everything I possibly can to make this journey of self-discovery and transformation easier for you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to my podcast. It is a Sunday evening over here in the Bahamas as I'm recording this and tomorrow is August 1st. It is a Monday so I'm feeling very excited for the new month. I spent the entire day just organizing my home and just getting ready for a fresh new month. When a Monday hits the first of the month when those collide. I don't know what it is inside of me, but it just feels so good. I love it. (laughs) I love a Monday on the first of a month. So I decided today in this week's podcast episode, solo podcast episode, I would do a little Q&A because those are just a classic. And I've had a lot of DMs recently from like podcast listeners asking to do more solo episodes, more Q and A's. So let's just dive right into it. I haven't really gone through the questions yet, but I'm just going to answer as I see them. The first one is what are some things you are personally working on? That is a great question. I think one of the bigger things I'm trying to figure out at the moment is my presence on social media. I've kind of been marinating in this idea, honestly, the past year, uh, how I want to show up differently, how I want to have more direction and intention with what I post. And don't worry, I'm not going to be doing anything radically different, but I just feel like my business has taken, like my, my meditation app business has taken the front seat in my whole life and everything else is just like an afterthought. So what I'm trying to work on is to generally balance all areas of my life a little bit more, but then specifically when it comes to other parts of my work, um, I guess my social media, what I talk about and how I post and, and what I share is something that I don't really put much thought into. I just do it because it's just part of what I've done over the past you know, eight years of my life. But lately I've been wanting to come up with a strategy or just a game plan. You know, this is what I post and this is what people can expect of me. And it's just a formula that I rinse and repeat because I have so little structure in my life. Like I don't have anyone telling me what to do. And especially in business, I'm always just, you know, dealing with things as they fall into my lap. And I I need structure with it. So that's something I'm trying to work on. I wish I could find like a seriously experienced social media strategist type of person, but I haven't really been able to find someone that's like done it before for, you know, female founders, um, successful ones that I want to aspire or that I aspire to be like. I just, there are so many people out there that say they're amazing at social media and listen, like I've, I've built an audience myself. I feel like I know what it takes to build an audience, but I want someone like next level amazing that can just like come up with a whole plan for me. 
And at the exact same time, I'm like, Mimi, I just need to take a weekend and figure it out myself because I feel like I know what, like I, I can sit down and come up with a game plan myself. I don't need to necessarily hire someone to help me. So I kind of have been, um, I guess, going back and forth trying to figure out what I want to do there and if I actually want help or not. So that's something I'm working on kind of random. I don't know why that just came to my mind. I guess I've been thinking about it this weekend. Um, Some other things I'm working on, you know, how to optimize my time, going back to that balance thing, you know, as much as I prioritize my business and I have a startup, so it's it's very high, fast-paced environment and there's a lot going on at all times. I also need to learn how to prioritize my time better to not be focusing on little things that don't really matter and more so just honing in all of my attention on the things that really do matter and then also carving out time for me. The past year I have barely had time for myself compared to you know a couple years prior when I wasn't working on something specific I was more just you know experimenting on a few different things and I just I I wasn't this busy and I'm now way busier. So I'm trying to kind of manage that schedule Uh, still even a year in of being insanely busy, uh, almost two years in with this business, but I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, Another thing I'm working on is my book. I am in the process of writing a book and it's taking longer than I initially hoped for just because I'm so busy with my job. Um, so I'm really trying to figure out again, how to weave this into the schedule. I want to be consistent with the writing. It's a whole big thing, writing a book. Um, so that's something I'm trying to work on. And then, yeah, I can't really think of any other ones right now. Yeah. That's what I'm working on at the moment. Otherwise life is good. Like I'm feeling focused. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling like I'm in a pretty good routine, but those are the things that come to mind. Okay. Next one is three words to describe yourself. I would say I am passionate. I am emotional. (laughs) And I'm driven. Passionate, emotional, and driven. Yeah. I think I think that's what I would say for right now. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? In 10 years, I'll be 36. I see myself with children. I see myself living a really cool life where I have three homes in my favorite places. Well, three homes spread out across the world in all my favorite cities. And I'm traveling and I have my children with me and I'm exploring the world. Travel is a, I don't know, it's, it's something that comes to mind, but I want to be one of those unconventional families that like, I want to travel with my kids a lot, maybe homeschool them for the first like, I don't know, seven years of their life. Well, I don't know when kids go to school. I have to, I don't even know when kids start school, but I kind of want to do something unconventional with that. Um, I see myself with Benjamin, obviously. It's his birthday tomorrow. It's really cute how excited he is. Um, Anyway, going back to the point. So yeah, uh, 10 years from now, I I definitely want to be married, 
babies, living an unconventional life. Um, I don't think at 36, I will be working as intensely as I am now. You know, my goal has always been to be able to not work as much once I have children. But who knows, things change very quickly. Uh, right now, this is my priority of my business. And then hopefully, maybe like later next year, I will get pregnant. Once we move into the new home that we're building right now, I think we'll feel ready then. Um, a couple months ago, I was like, I just want to get pregnant now. But realistically, I'm in an apartment with two bedrooms, which is fine. But I want to have way more space. Like once I have start having children, like I, I just want a lot more space. I want it to be my own home. I'm not crazy about this condo we're renting. We have been here for two years and like none of it's like really my style because it's a rental and I don't really have a storage unit to put their furniture in so I can buy my own furniture. It's a whole thing. But yeah, I think in 10 years, it's going to be a very different story. I know that for the next 10 years, it's a very big focus of mine. Well, not for the next 10 years fully, but definitely the next five years, I know it's going to be the hardest working time of my life. And it's already started to become this. I want to invest all of my time into my job right now for the next five years so that I can just relax a little bit more then. But I will say, I can so see this happening. I can see whatever more success I desire happening, but then me continuing to work as much. Like even now I'm so busy with my my business, but then I'm still constantly thinking, oh, this new business idea, that new business idea. I don't have time to do that. I, I keep telling myself, like, Mimi, what are you doing? I'm like buying domain names that I'm like, oh, this name, this business. I'm like, okay, I'll do that later. I don't have time now. But it's like I'm constantly in that mode. So I'm kind of like nervous that I <laughs> that I will continue to be in that mode forever. I don't really want to. I don't know if it's just my nature or just the energy I'm in right now, just like go, go, go. But yeah, um, that's a, a cool question. I'm going to journal on that a bit more where I see myself in 10 years because I have the vision I, and I know the feelings that I want to be experiencing. But yeah, 10 years is a long time. 10 years is a really long time. So we'll see. Next question is, something that brings you back to yourself. I would say some sort of emotive music. I Anytime I listen to some sort of song that like brings that heart swelling feeling inside of me, I feel like I'm back to myself for some reason. I think me being in that emotional, sensitive state of being is who I truly am. And anything that brings me there obviously meditation, doing my superhuman meditations brings me there very quickly because we combine emotive music with powerful words, which is like the best way ever to change your state in my opinion. So yeah, I would say that. Someone says, how does it feel or what does it feel like to not worry about money anymore? You guys, a lot of you know that I used to not I used to struggle a lot um, with finances, when, especially when I first moved to London when I was 19. 
I was super broke and I've posted screenshots on my Instagram of bank balances where I was consistently just like struggling with under a hundred pounds, which is like basically a hundred dollars or less in my account. Um, yeah, I, that was my fight or flight type of feeling. I had that fight or flight feeling for a really long time and how it feels to finally not have that feeling. It's an incredible feeling. It's, it, it feels free. I feel free. That's what I'll say. I'm so grateful that I had, I got to experience not having that. I'm so grateful that I was not given everything on a silver platter as a child and that I had to see the value or understand or learn the value of money through working jobs and, and putting myself out there and being broke and trying to make ends meet and that being my life, that, that being my only focus is making more money to survive. When I first moved to London, that was the constant, uh, I guess, loop I was in. So what it feels like now to finally have enough to not worry and if an emergency happened, like I'd be able to cover it, like it's enough. I, I think when you get to the point where you have an emergency fund that like if God forbid there was an accident or like something happened and you could you just needed to have backup, that's kind of when you start feeling that security. And I think more than anything, it just feels safe and free. And like I have more control over my life because I can I, I can say no to things. This is actually the biggest thing that I just realized now. I love the feeling of freedom and I love the feeling of not feeling deep pressure to say yes to things to make money. Back in the day, like six years ago, when I didn't have any money and I actually, it was funny because I had a social media following without any money. <laughs> Whatever you see online, you guys just know it's like, I would literally collab with companies to rent designer handbags from them and take photos with them and like try to hide so deeply that I was totally broke and no one knew. I'm now confident enough with what I have. And I guess I've gone through the personal development to not really care what people think as much about my past or think badly that much about my past. But yeah, I used to totally scam people, like not scam people, like scam them, but I would totally scam my audience into thinking that I was like totally wealthy. Um, but in reality I had like, I don't know, like 40,000 followers or something. And I would collab with these companies that would rent out designer handbags or like give me free facials or something. And I'd post about it and it looks like I just was doing all of this stuff. But in reality, it was just an exchange for exposure. But yeah, so going back to the point, um, the feeling of freedom is being able to say no to things. So back in the day, I used to do paid posts that like with these brands that I just did not resonate with that I would not even use, but it was them dangling money right in front of my face. Like, here's a thousand dollars. If you just talk about this, you know, it's easy money. And I was like, well, I kind of need to make rent this month. So, okay, I'll do it. Um, yeah, I basically like survived off of the free stuff I was getting when like, I didn't have followers when I first moved to London, 
that first year. Um, and then I started gaining them because then I went on the show and everything. So when I started getting these followers, it was like, oh my gosh, I can get all this stuff for free. So it was funny. I like literally would have like $300 in my bank account and like be living this quote lavish life. It was all fake. Just crazy to think of, of now. Um, anyway, yeah. So it's the freedom of being able to say no to things that I once didn't really have the ability to, because when you're that broke and someone's offering you like a thousand dollars to post something, you just say yes. Like it, you're, you need to, you know, you, you, you put that first because a thousand dollars is a huge deal to you at the time. And now I'm lucky enough to, to not need to do that. And actually I've spent the past four, probably three years, actually, to be totally honest, three years being so genuine with my audience that now they really trust me. And they know that I don't promote things that I don't actually use because I literally, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, and it doesn't matter. So I think that's, that's a really good thing. And then also just in general, like it's a pretty cool feeling, not, and I want to talk about this because I know it's an interesting topic and I hope that you guys get inspired by this because like, I would love to listen to this kind of stuff back when I didn't, I wasn't very financially abundant yet. So the, the coolest thing is like going to the shop and not really looking at the price tag. Like that's kind of a fun thing that I obviously, I'm still conditioned. Like I still look like today I was at the grocery store and the smoked salmon was like $25 for like this tiny thing. And I was just like, I'm not going to buy that. And I still have these like small conditioned beliefs around like, I don't know, just things being too expensive and being like, eh, maybe I'm just not going to get that. I should have bought the, and I got, I like regretted it. I'm like, I should have bought the stupid smoked salmon. I can afford it. <laughs> and it's like a good smoked salmon. And it's funny that that happened today. Cause you know, I'm, I still have some room to grow. I don't believe in wastefulness, but I also know that I freaking love smoked salmon. And just because the other brand I usually get, that's like half the price wasn't in stock and it's more expensive one. I was just like, mm, I don't need it. But that's a conditioning from back when I was, you know, broken. I, I've only really started making real money for a year. Yeah. It's been like a year, I would say a year and a half, a year and a half. Yeah. Since Mimi method, since superhuman, it's like my first real job that's consistent. And I still have a lot of work to do, but I think I'm like 95% unconditioned from the old limiting thoughts and beliefs around money. That smoked salmon thing was just an interesting thing to note. Um, but yeah, going back to uh, how it feels. So other than those small instances where I'm like, mm, then there are instances when my mindset is feeling totally abundant and I'll be shopping and I'll see, I don't know, a handbag that I like. And then there are two colors that are just amazing. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm just going to get both. And that's like, whoa, crazy. And then my inner child is like, wait, are you sure? Can we do both? And I'm like, no, I'm going to wear this all the time. It's a classic. They're both classics. I'm going to buy them both. So I think it just depends on like how I'm feeling that day. Um, when I, if I'm more in my fear element, which I'm not usually, but I guess today I was in a bit of a fear mode or a lack mode. I didn't really notice I was, but it just comes up in weird moments, I think. Um, 
so yeah, it's nice to not generally care about prices. Um, it's a really nice feeling as well to be able to give gifts to people like really beautiful thought out gifts that you wouldn't really be able to afford. Like I, I love gift giving. It's one of my love languages gifts. I don't know why I just, I love it. So when we were recently, I'll tell you an example from recently, we were recently in Vermont for a family trip with my mom's side of the family. My grandmother organized a trip for all the cousins and everything. And as a thank you, I organized this amazing photographer. I found this great photographer in Vermont to come to the place we were staying at and take family photos of all of us. It was like 12 of us. And that was like over a thousand dollars for an hour long shoot. And that's really expensive for a photographer, but whatever, she was amazing. And I booked it as a thank you present to my grandmother. You know, grandparents love to get everyone together and create memories. And she always would say, oh, I want a photo of everyone together. And um, yeah, we did that and went above and beyond with this beautiful photographer. And that was something that everyone in my family was like, oh, like let us pitch in, like my aunt and uncle and stuff. And I was like, no, it's okay. I got it. And that was a really nice feeling because my family and grandmother will have these memories forever. And it feels good that it came from me and that it was the thought that came from me, the action that came from me, booking it, all that jazz. And I kind of selfishly just love doing stuff like that because it makes me feel good. Giving makes you feel good. <laughs> and yeah. And then also little things like, well, here's another one. When I didn't have any money back in London. I used to depop all of my stuff. Like, you know, that secondhand kind of app thing that you buy people's like secondhand clothes off of. I would literally put all of my old clothes on depop, even things that I liked on depop to try to get money from it. Like I remember I was selling t-shirts for like five pounds or like 10 pounds. And it's like all the effort put into like taking the photos, then shipping them. And, you know, it was this whole thing. And that was one of my hustles because I was barely making any money and I really needed money. So I'd sell my stuff on Depop. And now this is another, you know, thing that makes me feel good. I have really awesome, beautiful clothes in my closet, some really great brands, expensive clothes. And when I was doing a closet refresh the other month, there were so many beautiful clothes that still even had tags on them, very expensive that I could have sold for so much money on Depop. And instead of even thinking about that, I just gave it to, well, I gave a bag to my cleaner for her daughter. I gave some to my massage therapist. She's so sweet. I gave some to my sister and I just like don't, I, I'm more giving as someone with money. Obviously, that makes sense. But I used to just be like, I would try to hold on to what I had so much because it just, I it was such an, I was in such a lack mindset. And now it's like, oh, you want this expensive jacket that I've never worn? I'm not even going to try to sell it. You can have it. It's, it's, it's yours now, me, from me to you. And I love having, I love having that feeling of of never being in lack because back in the day I was never I would always kind of hold back and it made sense 
it makes sense. It still makes sense. And if I was back in that place, I wouldn't be just giving out old clothes that I don't wear anymore that are expensive (laughs) for free. I would try to hustle and try to sell them. And you know, I was always a hustler. So yeah, that freedom feels good. What else? Um, yeah, just being able to give great gifts, like for great birthday gifts and stuff. I, that's a really nice feeling. And also just more than anything, actually being able to build a future for myself, put money back into my business invest, you know, create a net worth that can start compounding and just having that big safety net and feeling like you just feel safer when you have savings. So that's a really good feeling, I guess. And you know, who knows, this is going to continue to change and evolve. I cannot wait to have even more abundance and wealth so that I can feel so much like the the most abundance I possibly can. I love that feeling of abundance in every way, shape or form, not just money, but happiness an abundance of happiness an abundance of freedom, security, love, bliss, an abundance of wealth. Yes. And the more money I make, the more opportunity I have to help the world too. I think right now, most of my money is honestly going back into what I'm currently building, but I can't wait for the future so I can, you know, if I see a problem in the world that I truly feel passionate about, I can just like, bam, create a charity for it. Bam, put my own money and resources into helping people directly that are affected. And I think having that power as someone that has like abundance, like when you have that much abundance and you have that power to be able to change the world around you in significant ways that I think is probably going to be the most fulfilling. I've already started thinking about, you know, things that I can start ways to help the world in more of a positive way. And I think right now my meditation app is a very positive thing for the world, but that's my number one focus. Um, but when I have a little bit more time, I'm going to try to figure out what that thing would be. I've always thought I'm passionate about personal development and books. I'd love to create some sort of program that gives personal development books for free for young people, especially kids maybe in, you know, neighborhoods that aren't great or, you know, just something to help inspire people to take action on their lives. I don't know. That's just came to mind, but okay, let's do a couple more questions. Let's bring it lighter now. What is your favorite smoothie recipe? Go-to smoothie recipe. I actually pretty much have the same smoothie with like a very slight variation most mornings for breakfast. I will have, it's very simple, but it's actually delicious and I just crave it most mornings. I crave it. It has half a frozen banana some frozen berries, whether that's wild blueberries or wild, or organic strawberries or both of them together. So half banana, frozen berries, a little bit of ice, water. Honestly, there is no point in putting almond milk or a nut milk into your smoothie. It, I don't, I really don't taste the difference, especially if you have a good protein powder that makes it creamy. I cannot tell the difference. And I love the protein powder that I use. It is a vegan vanilla plant-based. Well, vegan is plant-based, but it's a vegan protein powder. 
It's the vanilla flavor that I use and the protein that this protein powder uses is pea protein, pumpkin seeds, and quinoa. And it has loads of just vitamins added to it. And it's really, really, really delish. And it's actually very, very low in sugar too, which I love because the, well, it's sweet, but it's low in sugar. Um, I don't know. I have all my fruit in my smoothie. I don't really feel like I need more sugar in it. And also if I have a lot of sugar right when I wake up, like more artificial sugar, I don't really feel great by the afternoon. So it's a really good blend and, um, it's very creamy. This co- this, uh, vegan protein powder, cause they have like organic coconut milk in it. Like I think probably dried. Yes. Dried, but it has that like creamy, delicious flavor, which is very good because a plant-based protein is kind of hard to get that creamy taste and not chalky. You know what I mean? So yeah, you guys know which protein powder I use. If you listen to the podcast, it's Organifi. If you guys want to try it for 20% off, which is the biggest discount that they actually offer 20% off, go to Organifi.com forward slash Mimi. And you can see all my favorites there. And you can just use the code Mimi at checkout for 20% off everything, including sales stuff. So go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash Mimi and go pick up the uh, vanilla vegan protein powder. It's my favorite. And while you're at it, if you want to get the healthy hot chocolate that I was talking about in the last episode, it's called Organifi Chocolate Gold. It has like the word gold on it and it's the chocolate version of it. It's like a healthy hot chocolate that tastes like heaven (laughs) and the greens juice powder I have every morning too. So go grab that. So other than that, so I have my frozen fruit, my scoop of vanilla, vegan protein powder, water, and then I'll do a big handful of spinach, maybe some flax seeds, maybe some cacao nibs. And I just blend it all up and it's so good, so simple and just so, so delicious. Next question. (laughs) I love this one. Do you feel pressure to always look good for Ben? Absolutely not. (laughs) You guys should see me around that. I have been with this guy for almost five years. We've been living together for almost three years. And when we first started dating, oh my gosh, you guys should have seen how much effort I put in. I would wake up if he would sleep over. I would wake up before him, sneak to the bathroom, wash my face, put makeup on, like a light tinted moisturizer and like brush my eyelashes and eyebrows and put like a little bit of blush on or whatever and like go back to bed and pretend that I just woke up like that. You have no idea. I was so self-conscious and I had I felt so much pressure to feel beautiful around him when we first started dating, probably after a year, it started just that care starts going away. And by year five, living together for three years and also starting to live together at the beginning of a pandemic. So we've literally spent probably 24 hours a day together most days. Yeah. There's just, he's the, like, I don't think anyone else has seen me (laughs) so disheveled or like, crusty in my life like even my sister hasn't seen me look so gross as Ben has but it doesn't matter when you when you date someone for so long like you reach a threshold where it just like really doesn't matter anymore and you just you know he loves me no matter how I look so no like you know absolutely not 
And if I have a huge pimple on my face, he's the one that's like, oh, can I pop it? (laughs) I'm not trying to hide it. He's literally there inspecting it for me. Um, Yeah, so definitely not. No. And then when I do put effort into how I look and, you know, we're going on a date night or something, he's like, wow, you look so good. I'm like, yeah, because all day long, I'm like half the time not looking great. But yeah, no, I really have no pressure. Yeah, we're just too long into the relationship for that. We have seen each other at our best and at our worst, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm very happy in my relationship right now. And I guess this is a good kind of topic to end off the episode. Things ebbs, things ebb and flow in life and relationships. We've been together for five years and we go through ups and downs. Well, he's always been very consistent from what I've seen, but I go through weird phases where I'm like, you know, wanting more alone time and then wanting to be just totally with him 24-7 and then, you know, feeling different things and then being super in love and then just kind of being bored. And then, you know, we we both go through that, not just me. He's a lot more consistent than I am and a lot less up and down emotional. Um, But I'm sure he's had very similar thoughts as well, being with someone for so long. But at the end of the day, every time I think about him, over the time that has passed. I just, I really do love him more and more. And our relationship's been an interesting one because as much as I thought it was like he was the perfect guy for me when we first met, I didn't know that he was the one for a long time. You know, like I was so young when we met. I was like, wow, this is my first boyfriend. He's probably going to be just my first boyfriend. But as things progressed, I... It's like, oh my gosh, I think I found something that is incredibly rare to find and I want to hold on to this. And him too. You know, he was very intrigued by how different I was. (laughs) Ben is, you know, a very different person. And the girls that he was around his whole life, like, were very different to me, I guess, maybe culturally, because he's English. And soon enough, we realized that our personalities really meshed well together and we brought out the best in each other. And we've been through so much together. I cannot believe how much has changed in five years. And there's a lot when it comes to our relationship that I don't really talk about on such a, on such a deep level. Like I do the other things in my life that are just about me. So I feel very comfortable sharing what I feel comfortable sharing with you. But when it comes to me and my, my relationship with him, like you guys know a lot, but I also know that it's something very sacred to us. So there are a lot of things that I haven't necessarily gone super deep on the podcast about maybe one day. Um, but it's also not really half the thing is not mine to share. Right. And I do think that Maybe I should share more of it because it's so real and maybe we'll have him on the podcast again to actually dive, dive deep, but it's the realest thing I've ever experienced being in this relationship. It's like, it's, it's pretty much one of the only things I'm 100% sure of. 
I'm very sure of myself, my future and what I want. But like this relationship is one that is so special to me and so precious to me. And I, I don't think you guys understand that enough. Well, I'm sure you do, but I don't really like talk about the deep depths of our romantic relationship that often. And I wanted to talk about it, I guess, a little bit now because I don't share that much about it. It's, it's very special and I do not feel like I've settled and I know he feels the same. And I think that deep feeling of wanting to grow together and we both have our flaws, but at the end of the day, I just know that he's an amazing life partner. So yeah, I don't really know what point I was trying to get to there, but it's a beautiful relationship and I absolutely love him. And he brings out my childlike nature, which I absolutely love because no one else can do that, really. We're children half the day. <laughs> like, I'll literally come out of like an intense business, business meeting and then I go to the other room and we like start talking to each other in our child language. It's very freeing. We're both very good at remembering what is important in life. And that's happiness, laughter, being in the moment. Like he's the one that, you know, wants to go look at nature with me. And like, he'll go outside and point at the moon and be like, wow, look at that. I'm like, yes, look at that. We just romanticize things together. He's a very special boy. And it doesn't hurt that he's just very beautiful too. He doesn't realize how hot he is. We'll keep it that way <laughs> so he doesn't get too cocky. No, I'm kidding. He, yeah, he's my dream boy. He's my dream boy. And he's so cuddly. Anyway, I'm going to stop now because this is probably getting icky for some of you. I just can't stop. And it's his birthday tomorrow, so I'm just getting very excited. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I'm going to probably do a part two because I didn't answer so many good ones. I just didn't have time to. But... DM me as always if you want me to touch on something in more depth. You know what does really mean the world to me? You guys listen to this podcast totally for free, and I'm going to keep it that way. But if I could ask one favor, one thing that will give you good karma, if you could go review the podcast on the podcast app or on Spotify, whatever you're listening to this on, if you could just review the show, let me know what you think. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you want to hear more of, your favorite type of episode, and I will go read your comment, and I really, really appreciate it. Truly, that's the one thing that you can do to support the show. It helps more people find it, which in turn will make me want to record more episodes. Okay, I'm teasing you. Maybe we'll keep the consistent schedule going, but... Thank you for doing your review and for listening. Thank you very, very much. I'm getting very tired, so I'm getting a bit delirious. It's literally 10 p.m. right now, which is past my bedtime. So I'm going to hit the off button, but thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.